everybody. We'll go ahead and we'll get started this evening. So, uh, amen. Before we uh, stand up, um, just remember uh, Brother Luke Wethy and the church there in Chautauqua. Also, uh, Brother Chuck and Sister Linda up there in Port uh, of Prairie, Manitoba. Pray for them. And of course, uh, we know all the ones we have been praying for. Um, I will be making some announcements later on before uh, Brother Faith steps up, so uh, I'll, I'll get some information to you. But if you would all stand, I'd like to ask Brother Aaron if you would lead us in prayer tonight. Musicians and singers, come on up. good God, how much he loves us. He loved us so much, he gave his life. Oh, wow, what a, what a God. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Let's all pray and treat him. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, Father, for this day that you've given us and all your blessings and benefits you day look upon us. And thank you for giving us life and health and all good things. Bring us here tonight, Father, in your name. We ask, oh God, that you have your way. Amen. Minister to every heart here as only you can do. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace. I brought the great salvation. Thank you for your love, oh God. Let's return your love. Amen. Understand what you have done for us. Just to love you and appreciate you. Amen. To worship your spirit and truth. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for your word, oh God. All that will take place here tonight in your name, oh God. Amen. Anoint the man of God to preach your word. Let's receive, O oh God, the doers of your word. Amen, O oh God, walk in thy ways, edify, sanctify your church, your people, Father. Amen, anoint, amen, the family, musicians. And we give honor, O oh God, to Pastor Harold, to Betty Marshall, Brother Craig, to Terry Marshall. Thank you, Lord, for, amen, the ministers, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your people, O oh God. Amen, thanks for all the saints of God gathered together here in your name. Touch us, each and every one of us, O oh God. Let's leave from here changed, enlightened, more faith, determined, O oh God, that we're going to live to you and to be doers of your word. And we're so thankful to you, Father. Amen, for your goodness, we give you all the praise and glory. And everyone said, Amen.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know that I was thinking about that song, The Royal Telephone, and my dad retired from the phone company. Wow. And so I thought it was funny. I said, man, that song ought to get updated to, uh, you know, there's there's no, no signal or my finger's bleeding because my screen's broken or I got a drop call. And, you, know, you know what I mean? I was thinking about that. It's like... A lot of you have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, back in the old days. Back when there was copper wires that connected all the phones. Man, isn't that something? Wow. You know, uh, I got to say, uh, today, all that was on my mind today was what the word was last night. Wow. It really hit me. I, you know, I woke up this morning, I was thinking about it, and I said, oh, that killed me. You left your first love. Oh, my word. Because this is what was going through my mind. It's like, remember what it was like when you first got saved? Remember how you were? Wow. And then after years and years and years, you just kind of... You know what I mean? And it's like, man, when I first got saved, I was telling everybody about it. It's like, wow, I thought about that. And it was like, it's, it was uh, uh, humbling. And it was like, and I just was going through my mind and I was, I was thinking, I said, man, we got to be that way all the time. Just like it's our first day we got saved. And I, you know, and it was like, um, can't help but, you know, in the, uh, in the scriptures where it says, you know, uh, Christ says, unless you come as a child. Right. Wow. You know how kids are. Yeah. <laughs> kids will get one thing on their mind. Yeah. That's all that's on their mind. They don't care about anything else around it. And I, and I said, man, and then we got to grow up. You know? Wow. It's not good. Man, we got to keep our eyes on the Lord. You know that? Stuff's going on in this world. Yeah, yeah. You know how it's been so cool? I have a theory. I said, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if this summer's probably one of the coolest summers we've ever had. And I thought about it and I said, you have any idea how much ash there is in the atmosphere from all the volcanoes? Mm -hmm. You know there's more volcanoes erupting now that's ever been recorded? Right. Wow. And the scientists are just back. Yes, they are. Well, I know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The earth is starting to shake. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. These are exciting days. Yes, Stay in the ark. That's all I can say. Wow. Praise the Lord. Who's got a word for the Lord tonight? Sister Betty. I want to stand up and thank the Lord for... Um, bringing me this far, coming close to my spiritual birthday here pretty soon, and um, I just want to thank him for 38 years, and not all easy years, but, and I'm still learning, I'm still learning, um, like the word last night, I don't think, not one of us didn't get touched by the word, you know, convicted in one way or another thank the Lord for his word because it, it does straighten us out. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've 
hoping and praying we're not the church in Ephesus. I hope we're the church that's on fire. Yeah. And we hope we can stay on fire. Right. I know that the Lord is trying to get us to that place where we are on fire, all of us, even the right. children, all, every one of us. Yeah. And that's my desire, is to see that for this church body. And I just want to thank you all for coming tonight and to, for loving Jesus enough to be here. Amen. Um, because I know that's why we're all here. We love Jesus. And I do too. And I just appreciate him tonight. And I love him. And I, I'm thankful for his word. Because, you know, without that, we wouldn't have a guide. And I'm um, thankful to the apostles for writing all of it down Amen. so that we could hear it. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to thank the Lord so much tonight for everything he's done. That song, I cannot tell it all. I can't even begin to scratch the surface of what the Lord has done for me. I mean, it started way back when I was born. God has, has just had his hand on me every day of my life. I'm so thankful for that. Um, for 25 years, I've been following the Lord. You know, 25 years. You know, some of y'all ain't even 25 years old. <laughs> God has been so good to me. You know, um, Chrissy gave me a little pendant couple of years ago it said don't drive faster than your guardian angel can fly. <laughs> There's a reason for that one. Twice now my guardian angels have protected me while driving. The only thing I, I can say is when you're doing 65 and there's a truck right in front of you and you know you're going to hit them, there's only one thing you should be thinking of. And that's, oh Lord, you know? uh, God protected us through that. Hitting a deer at 80 miles an hour and your hood pops up and you're driving blind at 80. Down the interstate, wow. right near a bridge. Wow. The only word you can say is, oh Lord. Uh, yeah. I'm just so thankful. I can't count the, the many times that God has intervened and I didn't see it. That's right. You know, many times, I mean, uh, coming back from Yankton, we lived up north, coming back from Yankton, and, and Dan all of a sudden just pulls over and has to clean the windshield off. Down <coughs> down the road, a drunk driver is flying through and goes in the ditch right where we would have been. That's right, my Lord. All the times God asked us to do something, and we all just went, uh, wait a minute, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Right. All those times. I can't count them. The time we, we stopped at an intersection and we were arguing. <laughs> Imagine that. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were arguing a little extra long up this intersection. <coughs> and the next thing we know, this car goes flying by about 90 miles an hour. The cops are right behind them. Ice speed Had we not been where we were at, we would have been in the middle of that. 
don't ever question why you're doing something because God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan. There's a design in it all. And, you know, just listen to what the Lord has for you. You know, sometimes it's just stop. You know, just stop right where you're at and let God take over. You know, I'm so thankful for all that he's done. And I can't count it. I can't even get close to the times that he has touched my life. You know, uh, gave my testimony the other night. In the condition I was in, I should be covered in tats, but I never once had the desire for a tattoo. Right. God protected me. Um, you know, um, can't say I never did drugs, but I never was addicted to drugs. And I thank God for that. Mm-hmm. You know, my addictions were far greater and worse. Um, for me. And I'm so thankful for God's intervention, his, his protection. You know, in my drunken stupor for the 20 odd years, I was drunk. You know, how he protected me every step of the way. Yeah. You know, the mistakes I made, the things I should have been charged with, the things I, I escaped from, it was all designed by God. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that he brought me here. I'm so thankful for his presence in this church. I'm so thankful for our pastor and our first lady. You know, there's times where I get frustrated. I'll sit there and talk with Sister Betty. And she's like, amen, Sister, amen. Just keep going. You know, don't give up. There's a design behind it. Yeah. You know, sometimes we just have to stand still and let go don't know what he's got going for us. I'm just so thankful for that tonight. Yes, amen. You know, it's really something when I when I think about that is it doesn't matter what anybody is going through. It doesn't matter what the situation, it doesn't matter what's happened to you, it doesn't matter what you have to face or anything. The Lord has an answer I thought about that today. He's always got a way out of every situation. Yeah. And I, I thought about that, and I said, the Lord loves us so much. All he wants us to do is to pay attention to him, mm-hmm. you know, and love him, and uh, be full of his spirit. I, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Amen. Sister Amen. Melissa. Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. <laughs> every time I sing that song, I, it makes me think, too. I'm going up on, I think. 34 years now since I've had the Holy Ghost, which I don't know how that works out because I'm 29, but I just want to thank the Lord for oh, yesterday we had, <laughs> nobody got that. <laughs> that was a reference to my physical age, which is 29 and holding, yeah. and my spiritual age, which is 34 years old. <laughs> anyway. I'm just thankful for uh, the Lord. Yesterday we had a really, really busy day. Rich had dialysis, and usually when he gets off dialysis, he tries to come home and rest. We didn't have a chance to do that. And we had eye appointments, and we were running. Got home about 5, a little after 5, got ready for church, came here, had church, went home, started feeding, getting ready to feed the kids, and then uh, we got a phone call a little before midnight, and uh, it was my cousin <coughs> and her cousin. <laughs> His, his, yeah, they're they're marrying, and 
they got stuck, their car broke down uh, on the interstate by Freeman. They made it to Freeman, but they needed a ride. And man, you were both so tired, but you know what? This is that couple who we've both been praying for. And you know what? God answers prayers. Yeah. Because we both looked at each other and like, we need to go do this. We, just, we both had that feeling, we need to go. And sure enough, during that ride, they brought it up. God gave us an opportunity to witness to them. And so just keep Everett and TJ in your prayers because I really believe they're going to be sitting here with us one of these days here. And I just, it just amazes me how God does that though. You know, he just, he makes a way. Amen. You know, you, you, you try and sometimes we do that. We mess things up because we get in our own way. But if we, we just wait on the Lord, amen, he's got it all worked out. But keep them in your prayers. I'm really praying that they'll be here with us during, during these services. I just want to thank God for that opportunity because I know without a shadow of doubt that was him. Thank you, Jesus. I was really crazy and I did a lot of stupid, stupid stuff. 
were raping. He was trying to chase us down and he hit the back of his car and he went flipping and rolled. And I was out of it. I came to and I was taking the window and trying to break the glass to get him out. And you know you're not supposed to move people whenever they have a broken neck or anything. But me and my other friends, we drug him out. And thank the Lord, he's still alive today. Mm-hmm. And he is, his neck and everything's fine. He's still a little sick and stuff. But that's just like the crazy life I've been living. But I just want to thank God that he brought me from that life. And that, you know, I'm not ashamed anymore about, you know, how, about my life. It's just a reminder. <coughs> it's a reminder of what I used to be and what God made me into now. And he's still not done with me yet. And he's not, still not done with any of us. And that's just an encouraging God. And I just hope that you guys just think on the Lord and think about all the stuff that he's done for you. That's what he always said. That's what he's been doing for me lately. Making me think about everything he's been doing for me. And it just keeps me on track. And it just makes me love him more and more. I just want to do more. And I just want to thank him for that. And I just, okay, I love you, Jesus. And I love every one of you. God bless. something that um, that us as a body we heard that message and I said how many people could could have not been able to handle that message mm-hmm. I thought about that yeah. and I said to, I said to, to Paul and Sinaway I said you know what the Lord has been pouring his spirit out on us and I thought about it, and he's he's making us stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's like, and I thought about it, I says, man, 
we can handle it. Mm -hmm. Amen. We're handling it. Yeah. Yes. And I said, thank you, Jesus, yeah. because it, I, I, I thought about that, and it's like, man, you, I don't know if any of you realize that, but how much stronger everyone's getting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Isn't that something? Amen. Well, that's the Lord, yeah. and I just, right. oh, man. So I can't wait for what we're going to get tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I just can't wait. So anyway, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor. Thank you, everybody. Uh, just a few uh, announcements. Um, uh, we, the Influenza B is making its rounds, and I know there have been a few who have uh, been afflicted by it. And I uh, just want to say, uh, besides all the stuff that's going on with COVID, I know a lot of people get afraid when they start to start to feel under the weather and they begin to panic and they say, oh, maybe I have COVID. But, you know, of course, uh, you can always get your COVID tests, and I know several have done that, and they come up negative. But always remember, we have all these other sicknesses floating around, flu, the cold, uh, whatever it may be. So always, if you're feeling like you're not feeling good, please stay home. And uh, until you get over it, uh, get a hold of us, we'll keep you in prayer. But uh, if you're not feeling good, just, just so nobody else will be... Uh, uh, Come down with it either just if you're if you're if you know you have a fever if you know you have a cough if you and whatever it is even congestion uh just stay home uh, until you get better and then you can come back to church yeah. and just keep us and keep in touch with us and we'll pray for you uh there will be uh out there we we have the, if anybody feels like they want to wear a mask there's masks out there there's hand sanitizer uh, the sanctuary has been uh, disinfected, the bathrooms, everything. Uh, anybody that wants to volunteer to help disinfect the, the church, and if you're not doing anything, please come in and help because that does take some time to do that. Yeah. We just want to make sure everybody just uh, stays healthy, so we've been doing that. So uh, just to let you know, and we're looking forward to, of course, uh, today is Wednesday, and... Uh, Tentatively, we're going till Friday, but if the Lord begins to move, we're going to go till Sunday. Amen. And if it continues to move, I don't know. Back, back in the old days, I'm an old-timer. I've been around for a while. And back in the old days, the, the priority was the move of God. The priority was your soul. We, we live in a world where that's not everybody's priority. Right, right. Uh, I have nothing against working people. I have nothing against working. I've, I've worked all my life. And what, what I'm saying is God should be our priority over anything Amen. else. Amen. And, and we're living in a day where that's not the case. Yeah. Everything else seems to be more to a lot of people than the Word of God does, or the Lord. Of course, if you read in 2 Timothy chapter 3, you talk about all those characteristics that are going to be affected in the world, and the Bible says, men shall be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're living in that day where 
and we're living in a day where we're seeing humanism, uh, Hellenism, hedonism. There's so much of it going around and, and puts the world in, in, in that state of, uh, you know, just, you know, all they want to get out of life every day is just pleasure. And there's nothing wrong with pleasure. There's nothing wrong with it. But the thing about it is, if that's your priority, then obviously we won't really prioritize the things of God. So I remember back in the day when the Lord began to move, and we're blessed to have a, the move of, the, of His Spirit. Yeah. and experience uh, an outpouring of His Spirit because that's what we need. We need to be touched by God. and It's good. And, and back in the days it was, you know, when we scheduled uh, services, when we scheduled revivals, of course, we would say one week uh, the preacher would come and preach to us, but if, if all of a sudden here comes heaven and just pour it out, boom. Guess what? Uh, obviously the Lord wanted to do a work. And so what we did was we just followed the leading of His Spirit, and we didn't just stop there at the end of that week. We went on until the Lord was finished, and I'm glad that we did that because obviously it was we did benefit by it. God did some uh, mighty things, some uh, some spectacular things, and we seen a move of God and miracles happen. Amen. People coming to the knowledge of the truth, people receiving. Uh, salvation, deliverance, healing, and 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 that's that's really what it's all about. Coming yeah. down to any any person. I've been uh, in in the ministry for uh, quite a while now. I've been a a person who loves to read the Word of God, yeah. to study the Word of God. Uh, the Bible's in my hands every day. The Bible's in my hands every day. I'm reading every day. And I'm just still at awe at His Word and, and, and just how, uh, amen, just uh, powerful it is. Yes. And it brings a lot of wisdom, a lot of insight, knowledge that we need. Gives us strength, gives us hope, encourages us, lifts us up. And... Uh, so it's beautiful to be able to, to experience that. And, you know, I was thinking about uh, when the Lord spoke to us through the gifts last night. And and when he spoke to us through the gifts. And what he spoke to us about, about being rooted. And he said, deeply rooted. The deep calls unto the deep. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spout. Yes. Poetic, isn't it? Yes, it is. But it's truth. Yes. If we have a desire that we really want to draw near to God, and, and the thing about it is, uh, the apostle James was speaking about that when he was speaking about it. He said, if you draw near to God, if you draw nigh unto God, if we take that step mm -hmm. to draw nigh to Him, He will draw nigh to you. Yeah. So if we have a desire, if we have a longing to really get close to God, we need to take that step. Yeah. 
if we feel like we don't know enough of God, well, guess what? If you take that step, you'll know even more of God. There's so many things that are contained in the in the scripture that is just, it amazes me. Especially after all these years, it just seems like uh, that there's no way you can put a lid on it. Because it, it will just, you know, as somebody said tonight, the word of God is quick and powerful. Yeah. Quick and powerful. And, and that means it's alive and it's active. Yes. That's why we feel the way we feel when it's ministered to us. And we feel that, don't we? Yes. It just causes a stirring either for the good or sometimes for the bad. Yes. Because we're not in the place we should be with God. So we obviously, we come under... Uh, the conviction of his spirit it rubs us the wrong way but I'm glad sometimes we need to feel that get us, get us out of the complacency and, uh, the, the place that we are you know uh, people don't like to hear the word uh, disobedient and rebellious and stubbornness and these are you know we don't like to hear that but that's human nature but I'm glad that the Lord loves us enough that He can bring the Word of God to us and we can hear it and we can make a decision. We can do something about it so that we will not be in the state that we are. So I was thinking about that. And Paul was talking about that. He said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Wow. You know what's going to help you to overcome? And you know that place we get when, when we just seem to, uh, when we're weak, when we're carnal-minded, we get to that place where we just, we, beget, we become half-hearted. Huh? We're not there... Our hearts aren't fully turned to Him. Mm -hmm. and, and we're not really looking at Him. We're not really seeing. We're not really hearing. Jesus spoke about that, didn't He? Yes. And then what was the other part of it? He said, your hearts. Mm -hmm. The condition of your heart. Yes. So, if we can understand that what God wants to do and the first thing... The first commandment, does anybody know what the first commandment is? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. Man. He said all. All. So that's the part there that we need to Amen. We need to develop that. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Yeah, we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of is that possible? 
as city is. It is very possible for each and every one of us to have that kind of relationship with the Lord. It's a special relationship. And amen, once we can work on that, we can develop it. You're going to find out really how good God is. Hallelujah. Appreciate the Lord tonight. I appreciate this. Amen. And, and we're going to experience, if I read my Bible right, and I believe I, I do understand it, we're living in one of the greatest times. And you might look in the world, you might look in our country and say, how could you say that? Well, I'm not talking about the condition of the world. I'm talking about what God's going to do. And what's going to happen for his people in the last days. I mean, it's great. That great harvest. That great harvest coming in. Praise God. I'm, I want to be a part of it. How about you? How about you? Amen. Thank you very much. And uh, so, without any further delay, I want to ask Brother Craig to go ahead and come on up tonight and just take his liberty and obey the word of God. Do what happens. you in precious name of our Savior. What's his name tonight? Jesus. Man, my voice is all gravelly. I sound like the Godfather. Ah. Of course, uh, I left a lot of it down in Tennessee just a couple of weeks ago. And I was preaching like that was the last revival I was going to be in. And uh, Really wanted to just bless you people and sing for you, but my voice is messed up. <laughs> makes me think of a makes me think of a homegoing service that they had for this gentleman, and um, he left some requests that he wanted some songs sung, and all of a sudden there was one quartet song they were going to do quartet gets up there and all of a sudden just they start singing jingle bells jingle bells jingle all the way the family's looking around like jingle bells and there was a typo it should have been when they ring those golden bells but you know god makes no mistakes tonight man oh man by design not by default. A lot of people live their lives by default. I'm living mine by design. I made a choice this morning that I was going to wake up and be happy. Amen. By design. I'm not going to be reactive. I'm going to be proactive. Because the God that I serve is in control of everything. And isn't that amazing that he can let you start arguing at a stop sign and just let a car go by at 90 miles an hour. Let it miss you. Who won the argument? You did. I received some sage advice from an elderly brother who is no longer with us. He said, um, there were two words. He said, you should always understand what she said. I always, with these two words, 
He said, I won every argument we ever had in 60-some years of marriage. Always I won. I walked out of the room with the last words, and they were, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so that's uh, some sound advice that you young brethren can plug into. Yeah. How many of you like to be right all the time? Just two that are honest here. <laughs> I got a chance to meet, is it Allie? Am I saying that right? Thank you for being here tonight, and we welcome you. Thank you for coming out and being a part of us, worshiping with us. And so uh, without further ado, is that a French word? Find a, find a Bible tonight. The book of Matthew. Thank you so much for being here. I know there's several, several families, as you can tell. There's a bunch out tonight not feeling well, but let's remember them in prayer. Um, they'll get better. Amen. What time is it? I won't be longer than I have to be. That's wisdom right there, huh? Can you tell I've been doing this for a while? I'm not going to be any longer than I have to be. Somebody say good. I'm going to read one verse in your hearing while you're standing. Uh, we'll say a word of prayer together while you're standing, and then after we have prayed, I'll let you be seated, okay? One verse, Matthew 24. Did I even give you the book, chapter, verse? I'm sorry. Matthew 24. Everybody has it? Yeah. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And let's pray right now and just ask the Lord. Father, your word is pure, it's holy, it's sanctified. It has the power to change power to save, the power to realign our will and our thoughts with you tonight. And we pray, God, that you'll minister to us, that we're mindful, Lord, of everything you've given to us, done for us, you've kept us, healed us when we were sick, you picked us up when we were discouraged, gave us direction when we were wandering in life, and tonight you know our hearts. I pray you'll touch us right there, God, at the very center of our life. Give us strength, give us direction, and give us grace to receive the word of God tonight. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Hold on to your Bibles. We're going to read just a little bit more. In Jesus' name. I was praying today. And the Lord, I guess, spoke to me, not audibly, but you know what I mean, impressed upon me, this message that I'm going to minister tonight in one word. And I was sitting there, first of all, it come to me, uh, just 
as I was sitting there drinking coffee, I went down later and began to seek the Lord in prayer. But the one word that I'm going to minister on, this was the word he dropped in my, my heart, evaporation. Ever heard title, a message by that title? It's pretty unique, huh? Well, you're going to hear one tonight. Evaporation. Can somebody say that with me? Evaporation. Evaporation. And I thought, Lord, is this just me or is there something in the book that pertains to evaporation? If there is, then lead me there. And I began to pray. And after a few minutes in prayer, the Lord took me to Matthew 24. And the verse that I read in our hearing is our text. But I want to go up a few verses and read verse 3 of Matthew 24. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? That right there is enough to tell us that things will come to an end. Time as we know it. There will be a cessation of life as we know it here on planet earth. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. You know, even nature is responding to the will of God. Um, that's why all of these volcanoes are belching to life after hundreds of Maybe some of them a millennia laying dormant now. They're belching to life. Hell is enlarging herself. And if nature knows, how much more should we know tonight that the end is coming? Somebody said, it's coming. So all these things are not the end, <laughs> but the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended. Boy. I think of this cancel culture. Good night. Hamburger offends me. Let's not make hamburgers. Let's shut down McDonald's and Burger King's. <laughs> Well, that's exactly what's happening. I didn't like the way you looked at me. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to sue you, take you to court for defamation. Why? Because you glared at me. Many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Oh. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But 
he, she that endured to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. We're standing at the threshold of the end. Enjoy what you have been privileged to experience because there will come a day when they will shut the doors on this church. And the stories that we've heard for years now about those that have been worshiping underground, the catacombs, we're headed for that day. And so don't take this for granted. In fact, you ought to lift your hand and just tell the Lord, thank you. We still have the freedom to worship. 2020 gave us kind of a foretaste of what is to come. Trying to shut us down, say that we can't even have church. I want to preach uh, for a little bit about evaporation. To give you kind of a, a, a better picture of this, go to an Old Testament scripture verse in the book of Job, chapter 24. Evaporation is a process, while you're finding Job 24 19, evaporation is a process by which water changes from a liquid to a vapor. But evaporation is also dissipation. It's a disappearance. It's vanishing. It's fading away. Evaporation. It's a very slow fade. It's so slow, Sister Marquita, that it's unnoticeable. It's an evaporation. And the recipe to that is, first of all, iniquity abounds. Then love begins to evaporate. And Job kind of gives us a, I'm not necessarily... No, it's not that. But here, here's an example. Job 24, 19. Drought and heat consume the snow waters. The snow falls. The temperature is cold enough for the snow to fall. It covers the ground, inches, feet, whatever the case is. And then because the climate begins to change, the colder days change into warmer days. And he says here, Drought and heat consume the snow waters. The climate begins to change. So all of this snow begins to melt. The the snow turns to liquid. Some of it goes into the earth. And then the rest of it, because of the heat, the dryness of the earth, it evaporates. What kind of climate are you in tonight? Because climates matter. Climates can drain you. Climates can cause the love of God to evaporate in your life. Amen. Amen. He goes on to say, so doth the grave those who have sinned. Ultimately, you know, the enemy of our soul, the devil, Satan, the serpent, the deceiver, whoever, you know, whatever you want to call him tonight, He has come to steal, kill, and to destroy. 
He is the arch enemy of your soul tonight. So keep that in mind. He understands the principle that God uses. God uses you and I. We're people. Satan uses people. And so we have to be careful of what kind of climate that we are living in, that we are functioning in, what kind of environment that we are creating for ourselves. Somebody said amen. amen. Depending on the climate, the humidity level, or even if it's a dry environment, that will determine the amount of time water will evaporate. Temperatures are very important. Most folks are like Peter. When he denied the Lord, he watched them take the Lord from a distance and then immediately went to warm himself by somebody else's fire. It matters what temperature and climate you're in tonight. Whose fire is warming you tonight? I got this word out of Matthew 24 and 12 because the word wax, when you do some studying and cross-referencing, don't go there tonight, but you can go there and check me out and find out that in the Greek, the word wax will lead you to the word evaporation. That's where the Lord was taking me to in prayer. The word in Matthew 24 and 12 where he said, because the love, uh, iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. If you pay attention to scripture, there's always a sequence. People don't quit serving God just right now. It's a slow fade. It's an evaporation. The word because in verse 12, you know this. I don't know if we have any teachers in the house. But because is a conjunction. It denotes a reason. It speaks of a reason why that the love of many is waxing cold. It's because iniquity is abounding. Climates are changing. Environments are changing. And Job said the snow fell, the climate changed. And the warm weather consumed the snow waters just like the grave will do to humanity. What a comparison. But death doesn't come real fast for a lot of people. It comes real, real slow. Decay this evening is gradual. So is evaporation. Almost to the point, look at somebody and, and throw this word at them. Say it's imperceptible. It's unnoticeable. So I want us tonight to just stop for a moment and check our spirit, okay? I can only trust the Lord tonight. He's the one that put this message upon my heart because I don't know your heart. I don't know the unseen. I don't know what's going on behind the, the curtain of life in your life tonight. I don't know what's happening. But I know this. Sometimes if we're not careful, our love for God begins to diminish. It begins to evaporate until it is such a slow fade 
we don't even recognize it ourselves. Because snow does exist as long as the temperatures are right in this metaphor that Job was talking about. He said it's there for just a season. Then it dissolves. Check your heart right now and just ask the Lord, God, if my love for you is dissolving, show me. Don't let me be so calloused and so concerned about life and the fast lane that I have re missed the fact that my love for you is diminishing. Do you love the Lord tonight? Why don't you lift your hand and just thank him that you have the choice to love him. It's a choice tonight. God doesn't force himself on anybody. God doesn't impose his will on you. If you don't want to serve him, then he allows you to fulfill your own choice in life. So Matthew 24 and 12 compares this futuristic statement. As he begins to speak of a time which is now the last days. Yes. Somebody say that with me. The last days. As he begins to compare this futuristic statement. He was actually comparing it to his day. Because he began to make reference to the condition of the city. Or, or the area of Judea in his day. Same thing was happening. But what is probably a little worse for them was they saw all the miracles. Some were there when he fed the 5,000 plus women and children. And so they witnessed this. They were there the day that uh, the son of Timaeus, blind bar Timaeus, when his eyes were open, they saw all of this. They witnessed it, and yet, even after seeing the miracles of God, they didn't want to serve him. Because iniquity shall abound. It represents several words. Jot them down if you're taking notes. Listen. Wickedness. Cruelty. Murder. Not profanity in the sense that you cuss somebody out, but the things of God have become profane to the world. There's no regard for God anymore. In fact, we don't worship the true living God. We worship many gods. We have deified ourselves. Humanity has until we've put ourselves in a position that we worship ourselves. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. We're so selfish, the only thing that matters is me. Me, myself, and I. But the word that it really expresses, there's two words actually in the Greek, lawlessness, we're there. When, because people get offended, and when you can say, let's defund the police, We'll take matters in our own hands now. We are living there, folks. You better draw a little closer to God. You better pull your children in a little tighter. Because the world's after your children. Hallelujah. The lawlessness. A spirit of impatience has gotten a hold 
of the world. Amen. But the one that the economic and political world is behind the facade, the agenda they're pushing comes behind the word in Jesus' discourse when he said there's going to be pestilences. Yeah, right. COVID-19 is a pestilence. Yeah. It's a infectious disease. Yeah. A virus. In fact, a pestilence is fatal. Yeah. Some of us know people that died from the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. I almost did. But thank God I'm still here. Yeah. It's at contagion level. And now they're saying there's new variants. Yeah. They don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. They know about as much as that than I do flying a rocket to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be guilty of pushing buttons and I don't know where I'd end up. It's about what they're doing at CDC. It's a new variant. No, it isn't. Doesn't take God by surprise. So they've taken COVID-19 and they've piggybacked their agenda. And this is what I want to share with you tonight. The tendency of all the evil, listen to this now, the agenda behind all of this is to intensify selfishness. Now, all of a sudden, and now mind you, I am a member of a multicultural church back home in Nolanville, Texas. There's, I couldn't tell you how many different nationalities in that church, multi-generational, uh, red, yellow, black, white, everybody's there. So I'm not making this statement out of a, a prejudiced bone in my body, but I'm telling you, BLM is taking advantage of the agenda that is going on right now. And I'm going to tell you, there's more lives that matter than just That's black right. lives. Yeah. And so what is happening is we are using this to intensify selfishness. Yes. And here's really what it is. It's self-aggrandizement. Yeah. Promoting oneself as being powerful yeah. or important. That's aggrandizement. I'm in control here. Don't you know that, sir? We don't need the police anymore. We don't need you governors anymore. We don't need the doctors and the nurses anymore. We're a man in a place where I've got the authority and the power to make whatever decisions that I want to make for myself. You know what the philosophy behind that agenda is? It's divide and conquer. Look at your neighbor and say, divide and conquer. Amen. So this self-aggrandizement, there's actually a more excusable form of this self-aggrandizement. And that excusable form is this. It's a less darker form. It's not so bold so glaring in its definement, but you've heard the word, self-preservation. Yeah. And here's how it's being used. I better not go to church because I'm afraid if I do, I'll get the COVID. Yeah. 
I must take care of myself. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That's true. Common sense should be the watchword. But as my son-in-law likes to say, he says, Dad, if common sense was so common, why doesn't everybody use it? To that, all I have to say is good question. So it's a type of self-aggrandizement, this self-preservation. Uh, I don't want to go to church because I might get sick, but you'll see them in Walmart. Yeah. 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 That's right. See them in the local restaurant. They're the loudest ones. <laughs> you coming to church, sis? Nope. Don't want to get the COVID. That's one example of somebody's love waxing cold. They're giving us a reason to stay home. Well, let's start a main, what do they call it? Uh, live stream so... They can watch the service. All we're doing is producing a spirit of lethargy so they can stay home yeah. and watch the service online. Yeah. You know what I have a word for them? Get your carcass to the house of God. If you can go to Walmart, you can go to church. If you can go to JCPenney, you can go to church. The Bible said not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, but exhorting one another, not cussing each other out, not telling them, I don't think you're going to make it. Man, you just look like a loser. Look at them town and say, you can make it. You will make it. And he went on to say, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And so I want to tell us tonight, this thing is winding down. This is not a time to be out there in the world. This is not a time to be backslid and away from God. This is a time to be in church. I stand in defense of the church. Every church has problems. But don't let those problems cause you to stay away from God. Amen. We say it's a matter of self-preservation. No, it isn't. Your love is evaporating. It's not just moral degeneracy. It's a spiritual degeneracy. We're drifting toward evaporation. Uh, there is a cooling of the love for truth. There is a cooling for the love of God. And equally as important, a love for one another. Hallelujah. You see, we're all identified by one name. I don't know all the last names here, but the most important name tonight is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. My name means nothing. Well, it does to the IRS. <laughs> well, they want to keep track of everything you do, and thank God this year we just about broke even. We got a few dollars back. That was it. But thank God, God takes care of us. Amen. So, Here's what's working in the land tonight. A spirit 
Because in Jesus' words, he said, let no man deceive you. There is a spirit of deception in the land. There has been for years everything the scripture talked about, anti-Christ. It is anti-God. It is anti-love. As the Bible said, many shall become offended and hate. Reminds me of a dear brother that I have in Kansas City, Missouri. So he's come up with the phrase that he has coined. You know, you've heard people say, man, I hate your guts. You ever had anybody tell you that? So he's flipped that around and he's got a saying now when you talk to him and before he hangs up the phone, he says, brother, I love your guts. <laughs> Look at somebody tonight and tell them, say, I love your guts. If people have a right to hate your guts, you have a right to love their guts. <laughs> Deception. Deception. It's not just out there in the world. It's in here in the church. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Wax. Same word. Evaporation. A love for truth is starting to leave. They're deceiving and being deceived. That's the day that Jesus was warning about. Now the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Ghost. Speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils to seduce sounds like a really powerful word and it actually is and take away the sexual connotation because that's not what he's talking about that kind of a seduction he's talking about alluring you enticing you something about the world becomes more attractive than God what would you trade tonight that is better than God nothing it's, it's a charm. It's a cast or a spell, that, or the, a spell rather, that they cast on you to beguile you. Because in this, they use the word bewitch. Yeah. Peter said this. Peter wrote a letter. He says, these that operate in the spirit of deception, he said, they are sporting themselves in their own deceivings. Yeah. I heard a testimony of a man. Was it just today, Brother Harold? You were sharing a testimony of a man that was present one day when Brother Harold and them were praying for a man who was demon-possessed. And they, I believe you were there, Brother Aaron. And so they were praying for this man. They were getting him delivered from the spirit. This particular preacher walks in and he kind of half-heartedly jumps in there and says, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And the devil in the man looks beyond these brethren and says, what does he say? I know you. You're one of us. But he wears a suit and tie. Seemingly speaks in other tongues as the spirit gives the utterance. But you know what it is? It's a slow fade. It's a deceptive spirit. 
Sounds like the real thing. Yeah. Looks like the real thing. Yeah. Acts like the real thing. Yeah. You see, but what they have done is they'll come in, and if you're not careful, they will be with you. Yeah. Yeah. He said they're sporting themselves in their own deceivings while they feast with you. Yeah. Yeah. Come in and amen the preacher just like you're doing. Yeah. Come in and sit in the service just like you're sitting, but they're of a different spirit. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even detect it. Yeah. He said they have eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls. Look at somebody and tell them it's a slow fade tonight. It's an evaporation of the love of God. He goes on to say, oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. Somebody say the truth. The truth. The truth. Say it again. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently. I like how he says this. This is in Galatians 301. Who hath been evidently set forth. He was crucified among you. This is the part that touches that very soft spot in my heart when it comes to Calvary. He said, the crucified Savior, he is the greatest object of faith. Now, there is nobody on earth, there's not no superhero, there's not no Avenger, no Marvel comic that will do what Jesus did. To love you when you were still a sinner. Imagine that kind of love. My love and yours is manipulative. We use it as leverage. If you love me, you will. No, God didn't do that. God didn't say, get good, I'll save you. He said, I died for you while you were still in sin. I'm not asking you to pick up all the broken pieces and then I'll save you. I'll save you, then I'll help you pick up the broken pieces. I'm not asking you to have direction in your life and then I'll save you. I'll save you and then I'll give you direction for your life. Jesus and the cross is the greatest object of faith that has been preached amongst us. Somebody say to me. Hallelujah. It's been preached before you in a way. Hallelujah. Can understand the simplicity of who God is. One man said, and I quote, it is criminal to complicate God. Yes. How can you mistake the love of God? Think about who you used to be. Oh, dear Lord. We heard a testimony Saturday night. How many jugs of whiskey? Three, four a day, three? Oh. Five packs of cigarettes. Not trying to bring up your past. I'm just saying, isn't God awesome? Amen. So he goes on to say, some kind of evil enchantment or fascination, fascination, fascinated with the things of the world has prevented you from seeing and obeying the truth. The truth. Somebody say the truth. The truth. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. 
all of our studying, mine included, I'm going to make a statement that the world disagrees with. Yep. Truth is not relative. Amen. Mm. Amen. Right. Amen. Some of you just didn't quite get what I'm saying. Yes. Truth yes. is yes. not relative. Mm -hmm. Let me say it this way. Truth is not what you think or make it to right. be. That's right. Most folks say that because they use it to try to fit their lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Truth is not just a word in a dictionary. There's only one truth. Amen. His name was Jesus. Woo. There's only one truth. That's not the word in the dictionary. That's the man in the Bible. If your love is evaporating tonight, let me remind you, he loved you enough to die for you. Hallelujah. If there is a slow fade in your conviction to live for God, let me remind you how much he loves you. He said, you would come to know me because I am the truth and exchange, I would bring you out of prison. I don't see physical bars tonight, but I'm sure they're spoken and unseen. And yet in your mind, there are bars that are holding you captive tonight. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Wow. Why? Because they're so full of philosophy. Jesus said, I am. That's all you need to know. I am. You have to know the truth. Now listen to this. Say this with me and then look at somebody and, and, and say this to them because it, it's true. Yeah. You have to know the truth before you can be deceived. You have to know the truth before you can be deceived. Well, what about the people out there in the world? They're just lost. Yeah. But when you come to know who Jesus is, and your love for him begins to evaporate. Amen. There is something that has bewitched your thinking and your heart yes. to think that there's something more better than serving God. Amen. That's deception. That's right. Because there's nothing better than the truth. Yes. You know what the truth has done for me? Woo. It's made me free tonight. Yes. You know why I have peace this evening? Because of the you know why God pulled me out of the bar? Because of the truth. You know why I have no more addiction in my life? Because of the truth. You know why my marriage is intact after 30 years? Because of the truth. I know she loves me and thinks I'm the greatest thing in shoe leather. Look at you, you big, tall drink of water. <laughs> She's never said that. It's this whole pitiful thing. Help him, Lord. But the truth makes the difference. <laughs> Look at somebody say, the truth makes a difference. So you have to know the truth before you can be deceived. Truth is not relative. 
truth is absolute. When he said, take up your cross, that's absolute. Follow me. Not your own will. Follow me. That's true. If you follow him, he'll keep you out of the bars. And as they say down south, the honky tonks. Yes, he will. I'm starting to feel my health now, but I'm going to be done here in just a moment. Let no man deceive you by any means. Somebody say any means. For that day shall not come except there come first a falling away. We've seen it in different intervals. It's happening. And soon to come to rise, because there's a lot of eyes upon Israel right now. And the Jews, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, Brother Harold, but they're reclaiming some of their land. Yes. Is that happening yes. from the Arabs? Uh, they're relinquishing land. The Jews are getting back. So you know what that means. Here, after a while, they're going to rebuild the temple. Yes. 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 Oh, hallelujah. You know what that means. The end is coming soon. said the other night, those things Jesus said should follow you. Yeah. Don't be a miracle chaser. Yeah. Don't be a sign addict. Yeah. Well, they must have a move of God. There's miracles there. No, there is a spirit of anti-God. Yeah. Counterfeit. Yeah. Fake hoax. Yeah. Somebody say, go ahead. Yeah. Jesus said, I told you these things. So why are you so surprised? Maybe it's because you don't read my word. Whose coming is after the working of Satan. Uh-oh. With power signs and lying wonders. If there's lying wonders, means there's true wonders. Oh, the wonder of wonders. How could it be that God became flesh? And was crucified for me. That's truth. Yeah. Somebody tell him thank you right now. He said, with all deceivableness in them that perish. Here it goes. Remember, you have to know the truth before you can be deceived. But not only know the truth, but you have to have a love for the truth. Amen. How many of you love the truth? As far as you know, as far as you know, you love the truth. You love the word of God. As tough sometimes as it is to digest, I love the word of God. At least the inner man does. Because Paul says your flesh hates it. That's right. He goes on to say this. Because they receive not the love of the truth not a truth not relative truth but the truth Jesus Christ that they might be saved you know what the end result is there's an evaporation of love 
iniquity abounds. Other things begin to play into your life and you begin to experience an evaporation. It's a slow fade. And most folks don't even realize it. People don't backslide overnight. That's right. Sometimes it's weeks, months, and years. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved for this cause. Listen to this, child of God. Not the devil, not the world, God. You say, why would he do that? I'm glad you asked. The God we serve is such a gentleman that he will let you have your own desires. That's right. Yeah. So if you want to walk away from God into deception, and you've proven to him, not with your mouth, but with your heart, that there's something that means more to you than God does, he's going to say, excuse me for imposing on your life. You go ahead and backslide. You want to go back to deception? Pardon me for wasting my time. So tonight, Brother Aaron, my concern is not what is happening to worldly people. My concern is what's happening to godly people. What's happening to your heart right here, right now? These few nights of revival, some of you have have come closer to God, but will you stay there? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you go back out as soon as revival services are done. Right. I'm trusting and hoping that you have made and covered some ground that you won't lose. That's right. Amen. Really, honestly, yes. I'm done tonight. I want to close out, praise God, with reading something. I jotted down some scripture verses and I'll close with these. I want to see what they are. But sometimes, you know how we get. Somebody say we get that way. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. And he went on to say, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. I know why I put those down now. Thank you, Lord. This is not a think-so religion. Amen. This is, I've got to know that I know. Amen. That I'm saved. There's no doubt in my human mind that I am in love with the Master. And so, as long as I stay in love with Jesus, there's no room for deception. So, touch your head tonight, your hand, your forehead, and say, Lord, help my mind tonight. I don't want to think I'm okay. I've got to know that I'm okay. And I close with this question tonight. This altar is open. You want to come and pray? Evaporation. Are there some things evaporating in your life tonight? For what is your life? It is even a vapor. It appears for a little while. And then 
it vanishes, it evaporates. It's gone. All 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years seems like a long time, but after they're dead and gone, it just seems like, where did time go? Amen. Do you love truth tonight? Amen. You won't say it with your mouth, you'll say it with your heart. Let's stand tonight. A slow fade, imperceptible. Brother Down, there's there's a, a Texas State Trooper that likes to sit between the city limits of uh, Harker Heights, Nolanville area, into Colleen, Texas. And that's the only thing that separates really everything is just a green sign. So you're entering into Colleen. Right out there in the open on the service lane next to I-14 is a great big car lot. So he just backs right into that car lot, right over his face, right, just hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. The devil knows how to do that. Hides in plain sight. So imperceptible. So sneaky. You miss him. I feel like somebody has missed some things tonight. This altar is open. Come on. Don't judge by what you feel tonight. Look into your heart. Because you've got to do more than just think you're okay. Would you come pray for just a few moments? Reconnect. He loves you. Reattach. Examine. Reexamine my heart. I want to love you, Lord, more than anything. My career means nothing. I'm pursuing this degree, but God, right now, that means nothing unless I have you back in my life. Come on, precious soul. An evaporation. An evaporation for the love of truth. Imperceptible. Unnoticed. A refuge for my soul. They backslide on a pew. That's where it starts. It's a slow fade. Let no man deceive you. Repent of your sin. Be water baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of those sins. That's the truth and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God, with the evidence, the book said, of speaking in another tongue. That's the truth. That's the fulfillment of Matthew 28, 18, and 19, when Jesus said, All power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. Go ye therefore, Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Jesus, the Son, Jesus, the Holy Ghost, Jesus. Peter said on the day of Pentecost, repent, be baptized. Truth will make you free. Truth will open the prison door tonight. 
shackles, chains, fetters, conviction, lying, cheating, exaggerating. Oh, hallelujah. Lord Jesus, have your way tonight. If I'm stuck in a slow pain, and I've not noticed that God help me tonight. Help me tonight, God.
Some don't make it out of infancy. Sister Vapor, it evaporates. No trace. No traces. Save me and I shall be saved. Come into the presence of truth tonight. Truth shall make you free. climate you're in right now. Change the environment you're in right now. It's a matter of choice. You don't have to allow the environment to change you. It's time for somebody to become a thermostat and stop being a thermometer. Change the environment. Flip the switch on. Not just here in church, at home. On your job. Change it there. Hallelujah. 
here tonight for you. Mercy.
Such a beautiful presence tonight. Almost like it's uh, helping whosoever will just settle into that place that they need to be. It's kind of hot. That's how it kind of feels like if I get by the place. Lord has to clear a lot of things out of our our path that uh, causes us to stumble. As the scripture says, to remove the stones, take up the stones. All those things that you chip over and all you stumble over, take them out of your path so that you can be able to walk and walk with steadiness. It's beautiful when the word of the Lord can do that for us. Eliminate some things for us in our lives. Praise God. It does make a difference, doesn't it? it? Makes a beautiful difference in our lives. And I thank God for His Word. That's what we need. We need that to be able to give us understanding and insight so we can take it and, and we can obey it. It's not a suggestion <laughs> it's a directive it gives us direction this is what we need to do and I, I said earlier about drawing closer to him drawing nigh draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you and I believe that's what the Lord wants us to do that's his that's the reason why he's dealing with us the way he's dealing with us bringing us to that point of understanding. Praise God. The Lord is good, isn't he? Amen. Very good. Uh, we have tomorrow night, if we could just come, just pray. Prayer starts at 6, six o'clock and then service starts at 6.30 and I know coming through this weekend there's going to be uh, more people that are going to be coming. So let's do our best to get a hold of God because we all need him. We all need his touch, we need his spirit. So let's do what we can to really come and pray and get ready and expect and believe the things that God is gonna do for us. And, uh, amen, I wanna thank everybody for coming tonight for your attendance to the house of God. And we'll see you tomorrow to greet one another in Jesus' name. Greet all our visitors, our guests. and. Uh,
We'll see you tomorrow. Lord bless you. Thank you. Thank you.